Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I'm Peter Sagal. Come try the only show that treats the news the way it deserves to be treated, roughly, with lots of tasteless comments. That's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on the NPR One app or wherever you listen to podcasts. I think my head got smaller while we were gone. These headphones don't. (laughs) (laughs) Or I lost more hair. I don't think it's that because there really wasn't that much more to lose. I don't think you would have felt that. Happy 2019. Happy 19th birthday. Oh, to all songs. To all songs considered, has turned 19 years old this old. Wow. I know. How did that happen? Uh, I keep thinking about that. That is uh, quite remarkable. The year 2000, the third day or so of January, we launched our first show. You were yet to join us. You you were still a pop somewhere. And uh, our first show is this like one hour multimedia show. We've joked about because it's true in the past. Yeah, it was the whole, for at least for the first year, we were mono. Because uh, people were still on 56k dial-up, and we at did, best, at best, and we didn't want to choke their their data line, you know, by sending them a stereo feed. Right. And uh, I always can hear your voice in the very beginning of that first episode. It's a music show for your computer. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Oh my God! And multimedia. Yeah, and we, we had pictures in the slideshow and... of the words. We're talking about the music and. Yeah. Well, we've we've come a long way. Yeah. Since then. Yeah, we've and and lost hair. Yeah. You know, this is our first show of new music since uh, November. Wow. Since November, and right after our last regular show of November, we learned that there is a new album on the way from one of our favorite bands, Telekinesis. This is Michael Benjamin Lerner. I think he's sort of a pop genius. He just writes these perfect earworms, and he has such a gift for melody and form. He's been on the Merge label for the past decade. In fact, this is the 10th anniversary of his debut album, came out in 2009, uh, self-titled. Anyway, his new record is called Effluxion, and we're premiering a new song from it called Cut the Quick, and I'll let Michael uh, Benjamin Lerner tell you a little bit more about it before we hear it. Cut the Quick uh, is a song that was written right around the time that we got a puppy, uh, a golden doodle named Jerry. Uh, I've never had a dog before, so it was a big learning curve for me, but I had never heard of cutting the quick until our vet explained it to us. She made it pretty clear that if you clipped the quick of the nail, it would just gush blood forever. And the only real way you could stop it is to get that powder that people use during wartime, which sounds crazy to me. I also thought it made a really great metaphor And even though the song is a bit jumbled thematically, I remember when I was writing it, I was having these crazy heart palpitations that weren't able to be diagnosed by my doctor, and it was driving me totally crazy. Hence the line, I feel my heart skipping like a stone on the sun.
<laughs> Love this guy's music so much. Telekinesis in the song. Cut the quick. I don't know if you followed what he was saying going into the song about uh, if you cut the quick of a dog's nail and you have to use. I've never this heard cut. that term. Oh, I've it's heard, the, I've heard cut to the quick. Yeah. Right. What, so if what you is cut, quick? well, if you cut too deep on a nail, it'll start bleeding. It's like the quick is like uh, beyond the exposed part of the nail. Like if okay. you look at us, well, I thought they called that the finger. Uh, and you put the powder he's talking about. I've seen our vet use this when they cut too far on our dog's nails. They stick it in there, and this powder dries it all up instantly, so it stops bleeding. But anyway, uh, Michael Benjamin Lanner says that uh, this is one of the favorite songs he's ever written. And he actually came up with it after a short stint playing guitars and keys for the band Teenage Fan Club. Michael is a multi-instrumentalist. He can play just about anything, but he's primarily a drummer. And he says that when he was working for Teenage Fan Club, is for this two-week stint, uh, and he realized he had to learn all these parts on keys and guitars for them. Uh, he really felt like he was in way over his head. Mm. However, he learned a lot while cramming for that, and he poured what he learned into this song, into this album. You can hear it's got a lot of keys and guitars and synths on it. Effluxion is the album, and it is out on Merge February 22nd. I wasn't sure what order to play the songs I wanted to play today, but hearing that... I thought about harmony, and one of the bands I love who does harmony so well are the group The Wild Reeds. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Wild Reeds have a great new song out, uh, a new album coming on uh, March 8th. It's called Cheers, and uh, I have a new song uh, from Wild Reeds today. This song's called Don't Pretend. There's a lot going on, and I'll unfold this as the show progresses, around people passing. And I know that's been really hard for you, mm. for your dad passing. I'm working right now on a memorial concert for the singer from Tiny Desk Unit, Susan Mumford, who passed. And, uh, yeah. and uh, I'll get into more of that. But uh, I got this quote from Sharon Silva of the, of the Wild Reeds who wrote the song. And she says that uh, the chorus came to me in a dream a couple of years ago. And I've been searching for the right melodies and characters ever since. And the song centers around my mother the last year before she passed. But it feels much larger than that. It's about resenting yourself, resenting your surroundings, and the people you find hard to love. And she says, we get uh, a glimpse of what love and compassion looks like when somebody passes on. It's really scary, and it makes you reevaluate your own feelings about everything. And I thought that was an important yeah, thing most definitely. To, to think about and sum up, and that I've been feeling a lot uh, about passing of friends over the last few months. Uh, so I'm going to play this song from Wild Reads. It's called Don't Pretend. I miss that week in the hospital Too sick to see you but made sure to call It spiraled downward from then and I got sick again I'm overwhelmed by it all Get open up enough to feel your love. Maybe it'd be more bearable till the treatment's up. But don't pretend. I never pushed the 
Wild Reed's song is called Don't Pretend. A pretty deep moment of reflection at the end there of, of uh, what really matters most to you. Yeah. I'm going to follow up with a song with a similar sentiment, but that Wild Reed song is from their record uh, that's coming uh, March 8th called Cheers. I like that title. Yeah. <laughs> it's been great. Cheers. Indeed. We, uh, in fact, Adelaide is our intern here, our first time uh, witnessing the recording of our show. We may we may jump in and open your microphone in a minute, but or maybe at the end of the show. We'll see, see if you, this magic really unfolded for you. Um, <laughs> the, the witnessing. No, it's yeah. hard no. It's, it's <laughs> when we put the show together, it, it often comes together in ways that are unpredictable. And as I was choosing songs and so forth, I reached out and I, I really liked the song, Don't Pretend. I wasn't quite sure what it was about. I had a song that I really have been thinking about playing for a really long time, and I chose it. Uh, that I'm going to play next, and it's a, it's a song by a group called Joy on Fire, which is mm. a, a perfect name of a band. I, I play in a band called Heterodyne, or at least I will until Sunday when we disband. <laughs> Our last show is Sunday. And we were on a co-bill with them, and they just blew me away. They are just so fantastic. And they don't have a record. They don't have a label. Joy on Fire. Joy on Fire. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. But I'm going to play this. And so I get this song by Joy on Fire, which is, they're an instrumental band. So what is it about? You know, it's what about what you feel inside. But they write with intent. And so uh, I'm going to play the song from uh, Joy on Fire. It's called Hymn. Hymn One, actually, because there's a second part to, to this song. First of all, imagine a punk band with led by a sax, and that's a good way to imagine Joy and Fire, or a jazz band uh, with a rhythm section of like a heavy metal Right. Band. I so, love it. Yeah. The um, bassist wrote this song. His name's John Paul Carrillo. And uh, he said that um, Hymn was the first song I wrote after the passing of my mother. Hmm. And the hopeful nature of the song is a result of her now being free from pain. She lived much of a life with a degenerative rheumatoid arthritis. And despite this, she's always had a sense of humor and a joyous spirit. And I tried to honor that when I first picked up the bass and returning home. He said uh, on the drive from New York back to North Carolina, uh, he got off the interstate in favor of a more scenic route and witnessed a very spiritual scene, mountains, clouds, uh, covered the sky in the last hour of sunlight. Uh, and that's also part of the song, he says. Yeah. So I'm going to play a song. Uh, it's called Hymn Part 1, H-Y-M-N. Oh, like hymnal. Yeah, yeah, and there's two parts to it. This is the first half of it.
You know, when you told me what this was about, I just assumed there'd be some sort of vocal part to it, and then I, I realized it wasn't coming. I started listening more to the arc of the sounds, you know, and there's definitely that moment of midway where they've decided this thing that's very sad is we're going to celebrate mm. the best of it. Is all the music of Joy on Fire uh, instrumental then? They are. They're a trio. Yeah. That's Anna Metters on saxophone. She'll pick up a big baritone sax or, or yeah. tenor. Yeah. She's a good player. Well, the whole band's really good. But, yeah. Uh, hey, they don't have a record label. <laughs> I don't know if they want one, yeah. but they're, they're, don't, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I could see them saying, don't do us any favors. <laughs> uh, so let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll be right back. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Tito's Handmade Vodka, America's original craft vodka. Tito's is distilled from corn and naturally gluten-free, spreading the love one drop at a time. For recipes, videos, and more, visit them at titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Fifth Generation Inc. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Robin Hilton. I, I have really great music, though, I think, to kick mm. you off the second half oh, of wow. the show. From, oh, wow. <laughs> from Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Uh, you know, her last album was Lust for Life in 2017 and um she says that she's releasing a new record sometime this year called norman effing rockwell well it's you know not effing norman she spells it yeah she spells it norman effing rockwell and uh last last year she had two singles that are uh presumably going to be from that new record one called venice bitch and the other one mariner's apartment complex we now have a third song from her called hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have but i have it and what I have loved about Lana Del Rey's music so much in the past are all these little strange sounds and, you know, textures that she has going underneath all of her songs. It's always created this air of mystery, but this song could not be starker. It is just her and a piano. And uh, give it a listen and see what you think. I, I was really struck by how uh, vulnerable and personal and honest it is. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have, but I have it from Lana Del Rey. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was reading some errands and I got to thinking that I thought Maybe I'd get less stressed if I was tested less like all of these debutantes Smiling for miles in pink dresses and high heels and white yachts I'm not, baby, I'm not, no, I'm not, that I'm not, I've been tearing around in my fucking account, 24-7 Sylvia Platt, writing in blood on my walls cause the ink in my pen don't Don't ask if I'm happy, you know that I'm not But at best I can say I'm not sad Cause hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have Thank you. 
At fifteen, you dances, church basement romances, yeah, I've got. Spilling my guts with the Bowery bums is the only love I've ever known. Except for the stage, which I also call home when I'm not serving up God in a burnt coffee pot for the triad. Hello, it's the most famous woman you know on the iPad. Calling from beyond the grave, I just wanna say hi, Dad. I've been tearing up town in my fucking white gown like a goddamn sociopath. Shaking my ass is the only thing that's got this black narcissist off my back. She couldn't care less, and I never cared more. So there's no more to say about that, except hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman with my past. There's a new revolution, a loud evolution that I saw. Born of confusion and quiet collusion, of which mostly I've known. A modern-day woman with a weak constitution, 'cause I've got monsters still under my bed that I could never fight off. A gatekeeper carelessly dropping the keys on my nights off. I've been tearing around in my fucking nightgown, twenty-four-seven Sylvia Plath. Writing in blood on your walls 'cause the ink in my pen don't look good in my pad. They write that I'm happy. They know that I'm not. But at best you can see I'm not sad. But hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. How she uh, she spends the, almost the entire song laying out all of these things that she's endured, and it's not until the very end that you get the critical tag to that song that she does have hope. Uh, she digs into so much; it, it's kind of hard to to get at all of it. But I I think she seems to speak a lot to the ways that she feels like she's living under a microscope, uh, and how. 
people are often very cruel in the ways that they scrutinize celebrity, I think, and fame and public figures. And she's very open about having uh, battled alcoholism in the past. And uh, she talks a bit about that and depression and kind of alludes to this real madness in her life um, that she tries to keep contained. And it seems like one of the ways she does that is with music. I, I think it's a really just a powerful song and her, her voice too. That's stunning. Yeah, it really is just stunning. I uh, really look forward to the whole record. Hope is a dangerous thing for, for a woman like me to have, but I have it as the song from her upcoming album, Norman Effing Rockwell. <laughs> That song reminded me, look, this happens a lot, and this happens with music where, uh, and Steve Earle said this, and you can pull the quote in a minute from, <laughs> from the interview I, we, I did with him uh, this week, that when you take something in, what makes it work and what makes it resonate is if it applies to you in, in some way, and music does that so well. It can be so malleable. It can do that so it well. It can do yeah, that yeah, well, it right? Can do that so well. Steve Earle said... Oh, it, this is Robin Hilton quote gold here. He's, <laughs> he, Steve Earle, in your interview with him, he said, people don't care what happens to you. They care what happens to you that they can relate to. Yeah. And I thought, man, is that true? Yeah. So this whole show, I've done two songs about the passing of people, and then this Lana Del Rey song and the style of her songwriting reminds me so much of uh, a singer in the band I used to be in called Tiny Desk Unit uh, who passed away in September. And uh, this weekend, we're recording this on a Friday and Sunday, uh, I'm putting together and friends are putting together a celebration of Susan's life. So I'm thinking a lot about uh, life, the ending of life, the celebration of life. Uh, this uh, on, on the solstice in December, we lost a, a, a friend of ours, Andras Fekuta. Andras uh, was a musician. We just recently did a hundred guitar concert at the Nine Thirty Club. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it inspired me to make an album, an ambient album, over the course of the holidays. So I've been just thinking and being pensive, but also celebrating. You know, what do you mm -hmm. do when you lose someone? What do you think about what they meant to you? And that's what's going on. So we're putting together this concert of all this music and so forth, rehearsing with uh, both old friends. I, I saw my old housemate I had not seen since uh, in thirty-five years. Wow! Right. And as I'm rehearsing last night, you write to me because you knew I was doing and busy and, and we're going to record a show. And so in case I didn't know, there's all this music. And one of the things you said to me is uh, there's also a new Priest record in case you care about. And I'm standing in a room with Katie Alice Greer, who's a singer of Priests, rehearsing. She's, gonna, she's singing Susan Mumford's part, the singer from Tiny Desk Unit's part in Sunday's concert. And uh, <laughs> and it, it yeah. just the connections yeah. and so forth, yeah. it, it was uh, pretty wonderful. And, of course, I've been listening to the Priest record, and the Priest record is, you know, fantastic. They're, they're, one, they're certainly an inspiration here in Washington, D.C. as a band. They were a quartet, this record, their new record that's coming out. They're a trio. The bassist Taylor Mullet's left to begin the band Flasher, another oh, yeah, great Flasher. D.C. Yeah. Uh, uh, band. Uh, I'm going to play a new song from um, Priests. <laughs> You'll relate to the record title, which is called "The Seduction of Kansas." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it is, and it is seductive, my friend. See if you can. Uh... I've never been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we'll go. So, oh, that's not true. We went on that road trip for the holidays. You oh, yeah. Well, no, well, no, we, we, got, we never it. made it there because no, of the snowstorm, if you remember right. right. Yeah. yeah, our holiday radio play is it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll play the title track, The Seduction of Kansas from Priests.
When you see her this weekend, you'll have to ask what it is in the name, the seduction of Kansas. Well, I, I can tell you, like, just basic sort of press releasey stuff, but I'll, yeah. I'll dig deeper. But Can I tell you what I assume it must be? The politics of that part of the country and how irresistible it is to some people who live in that part of the country. That's partly true. Kansas is a compass, they say, and, and the, there's a journalist named Tom Frank who explored this in a book called What's the Matter with Kansas? It's yeah, the it's ide- ideological sway uh, that Kansas It's often predicted the, the sort of future uh, and the way the U.S. will move, whether it's socialism in the 1800s or conservatism in the, in the 80s. The album, The Seduction of Kansas, comes out April 5th on Sister Polygon, their label. Priests. We're going to go out on Stella Donnelly. You know, we've been following her for much of the past year and a half or so. And when we first saw her at South by Southwest last year, I I called her the smiling assassin because she's so (laughs) charming. And she performs with the biggest smile and the brightest eyes. And her lyrics are just eviscerating. And uh, she's just announced her debut full-length record called Beware the Dogs. Uh, And I'm so excited that this album is coming. She first got attention for her song Boys Will Be Boys right around the time the Me Too movement was starting uh, in late 2017. It's a song all about how survivors of sexual assault are often blamed for it. The new record she has coming out called Beware the Dogs, the first single from it, also digs into the Me Too movement a little bit more. It's called Old Man. And I'm quoting... Uh, Stella Donnelly here. She says this is a song that came to her after Woody Allen uh, called the Me Too movement a witch hunt. Stella Donnelly says, it was a very strange feeling for me watching the world change right before my eyes and to see that these men who had exploited their power for so long were actually being held accountable for their actions. It made me look back on my own experiences as a young woman doing music and certain powerful men who tried to manipulate me and exploit other young women. I needed to write this song for myself because if I hadn't, I'd still feel quite angry about things that I probably let slide in my younger, more naive days. I have no intentions of publicly calling out these people, but it's a nice feeling to me knowing that they may hear this song one day and feel perhaps an inch of the humiliation and powerlessness that they inflicted on me back then. Powerful words from Stella Donnelly. And this song, you're going to hear it, kind of sounds bubbly. And then she just has the bluntest language possible. Uh, right She's in really in yeah, it. <laughs> it, She is so good. This is from the album Beware the Dogs, out March 8th on Secretly Canadian. Adelaide, you, this is your first uh, All Songs Before We Play That Song. You've listened to the show before you came here. If I remember, you wrote that at least on your resume. I don't know. I did, yeah. I uh, felt happy to hear the, the artist that kicked off this episode is a Seattle musician who I've been a longtime fan of, uh, Michael Lerner. And I'm a big Stella Donnelly fan as well. So it feels kind of full circle, this episode for me, starting um, with somebody who I admire and ending with somebody who I also admire. So yeah. thank you for uh, choosing those musicians. Awesome, but Robin, she didn't say anything about the magic. No, I, I kind of thought yeah, that was going to be what the I thought point. the subject. Yeah, hmm. of the conversation. Well, I we can so. take that part offline. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for NPR Music. Uh, it is, in fact, all songs considered.
Take your time.